Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Well, here we are. News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. It's uh, it's January 6th. On News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. The phone lines are open 210-599-5555. Actually, um, they're doing a moment of silence uh, at Capitol Hill. Are we able to bring the audio up there? Unless they're being silent, then, of course, we wouldn't hear anything. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, there, there's going to be... Uh, Biden's going to give away some citizen awards later. Uh, you, you heard ABC News, you know, he's going to give some awards to people, some medals to people who were out there defending democracy. No, what a sacred day this should be. <laughs> I just want a bunch of crap, man. What a bunch of sanctimonious political bull crap this whole January 6th thing is. Uh, I tell you, you know, and, and what's really weird, because I remember on that day, Trey and I were texting each other while it's going on. We're like, oh, crap. Okay, well, here they got this one. The pukes are going to run with this one. And uh, they have, and and I I still have questions as to whether or not that to what extent they were actually involved in setting this thing up. But if you've noticed, and this is across the board now, it is pretty much January sixth from two years ago is pretty much now uh, routinely described as the insurrection. That was not an insurrection. Oh dear Jesus! There's Pelosi. Is she got a, She's cry. Is she crying? Oh, she's crying, isn't she? Oh, old Sean called it. If we have any audio, I don't know if we can get to that or not, no? Don Morgan, do you have any audio on this? On Pelosi speaking? Let me check, hold on. Sure, let's see if we can get to see what she's rambling about there about January 6th. Uh, and then see... Uh, I got you. She, well, let's take a listen. Scars are still raw, yet from the unspeakable horror sprang extraordinary heroism. Law enforcement heroes confronted the insurrectionists to protect the Capitol, the Congress, and our Constitution. And it's with great respect and admiration that we are joined by the families this morning. Thank you to the families for considering us worthy to share your grief, to honor your loss. When we had the gold medal ceremony, the highest honor the Congress can bestow. I said at that time, your acceptance of that gold medal in honor of your family members' courage brought luster to the medal. We always pray for God to bless America, and he certainly did with the heroism of these heroes. As we mark this solemn day, let us draw strength and inspiration from the timeless words of President Lincoln. In his message to conference, he offered in the heat of the Civil War, he said, we cannot escape history. And he called upon Congress to honor our sacred duty to nobly save or meanly lose the last best hope on earth, which he believed was American democracy. That is our task today too. So help us, God. Ugh. And then now we will, in, in short order, hear uh, from the families 
of our heroes, and we thank them for their sacrifice, well, uh, for their patriotism. Who, who is we she talking about? We always carry the, member, the memory of their family members <laughs> in our hearts. And our tribute is also to those who suffered psychologically and otherwise oh, protecting our democracy. Oh. I thank all of our colleagues for joining us here on the steps of the Capitol, but we always carry this memory in our hearts. Oh, thank my you. God. Yeah, well done, Manners. Yeah, it's great. It's very touching. Would you pray with me? <laughs> God is our refuge and our strength and ever-present help in trouble. Though the earth should move, the earth and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, we will not fear. Though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. Ooh. Almighty God, we know that we are called to be still and to know that you are God and that you have hallowed this place with those who serve in both elected positions and those who have chosen to serve to defend the people, the building, <laughs> the purpose of this capital. Holy God, you have anointed this land with the blood of the fallen and the wounded. Oh. And we ask now that as we honor those sacrifices, <laughs> that we would recognize that you surround us, uphold us in all these things that seek to threaten us, in all these things, mm. well, may we always call on you, knowing that you are our God and ever-present and ever-present in our times of trouble. We pray these things in your most holy name. Amen. Amen. Uh, uh, this is a moment of silence. Well, I'm talking now all through it. Families uh, and loved ones of the officers who are no longer with us to read their names. <laughs> They're just making stuff They're up. They're just pulling it out of their butts. There's one Capitol policeman that passed away two days afterwards. Heart attack, right? He had a, a stroke, Brian I think. David Sicknick. Howard Charles Liebengood. Metropolitan Police Department officers Gunther Hashida, Kyle DeFreitag, and Jeffrey Smith. They said six people. <laughs> Please join me now in a 142nd moment of silence, an acknowledgement of the 140 officers who were seriously injured oh, stop. defending the Capitol on January 6, no. 2021. You know, um, they, they, no, no, no. These people know we can fact check this, right? Ah. Uh. Oh, well, that's dead air. Yeah, that's it. All right, all right. What, what, what a display! What a freaking display, man! Are you, they're ringing bells? 
Was that a, the, you, was you, that a you Navy, had, Navy officer, I think, ringing? Yeah, I mean, you, you, you had one Capitol Police officer who passed away a couple of days afterward. It had nothing to do with, with the what went on on January 6th. Correct, and they failed to mention Ashley's name. Ashley Babbitt, who was shot and killed by a Capitol Police officer, so trying to get in through a window. So your life only matters to them if... Uh, you're on their side. I think your life only matters to them if you serve them politically. Look at them. Look what a display. It looks like. Oh a, my God! It it's looks, like it's freaking nine eleven. It looks like a high school graduation picture. They're all standing there, and the, the panoramic picture goes by. <laughs> this is just amazing. Wow. This is pathetic, and, and I'm not taking away from the officer who lost his life, but he didn't lose his life as a result of January 6th. They, they've, they've evolved this into, what, 140 Capitol Police officers, is that the number we heard, who were traumatized yes. by this? Well, then, wow, Nanners, I guess you should have taken Trump's offer of more National Guard the uh, day before. 20, then these 140 Capitol Police would have to be so freaking traumatized. By a bunch of selfie-taking weirdos messing up the papers on your desk. And she, Holy crap, man. She mentioned the psychological damage. Oh, stop it. Oh, my God. And they're stretching it out, too. I, you probably think I'm being really disrespectful right now. I don't care. This is... Okay, um, let's see. Um, let me ask you a question. Um, is there Are there going to be any bells rung for David Dorn? Do you remember who David Dorn was? Well, he died when he was 77 years of age on the streets of uh, St. Louis. Uh, he was a retired police captain uh, during the George Floyd riots who was trying to, he was running security for his buddy's pawn shop. Uh, and he was just hanging out there during the riots to make sure nobody uh, messed up his, his buddy's pawn shop. It was Lee's Pawn and Jewelry Store in St. Louis. And a young man walked up behind him, put a gun to his head, and pulled the trigger. Any bells rung for that guy and during that insurrection? Is anybody going to mention Ashley Babbitt? You're actually going to stand there and pretend that this is all about 140 Capitol Police officers being freaking traumatized? And AOC in her in the her office across the street in another building with her door locked because she was afraid she was going to get raped and killed. Are you people for freaking serious, man? Oh, I'm going to barf. I really am. I, I didn't think it was going to be this bad. I thought they'd shed a few tears and, you know, and uh, do their sanctimonious rambling about democracy almost fell on that day and blah, blah, stinking blah. But, my God, they're ringing bells. Ugh. All right. Uh, 210-599-55. I mean, come that's, on, man. That's one way to start a show. That's one way for me to dump my oatmeal on the board here. By barfing it up. 210-599-5555. It's Sean. What do you think? We'll be right back on Newstalk 550 KTSA. 
It's a brand new year, shiny, sparkly, full of promise, and a time when Mr. Electric gets an awful lot of phone calls. Make sure you start the new year out right. Here's some great suggestions from Jesse, an on-the-ball member of the Mr. Electric team. This is Jesse Cervantes. As someone on the Mr. Electric crew who has seen a lot, there are a few things I've learned. Consider the past holiday. Did the kids get faster, more powerful toys, and electronics? Did you treat yourself to a new appliance upgrade? Did you add a new freezer to store your hunting bounty or to help with holiday prep? Did you buy a generator to avoid another big freeze? All those things require additional electrical support. Keep your house up and running safely with our service professionals. Happy New Year from all of us. Call Mr. Electric at 210-248-2026 or go to MrElectric.com. You'll get complete satisfaction because it's not done until it's done right. Call Mr. Electric at 210-248-2026 or visit MrElectric.com and enter your zip code. License number TECL 34221. The Sean Rima Show. Good morning. We do have a stalled 18-wheeler on 35 upper level northbound South Florida Street. It's off to the right shoulder. A little bit of a delay in the area from right around Highway 90. 281 southbound 1604 is rolling a bit slowly. 410 westbound Thunder Drive to Honeysuckle. Also noticing a little bit of a delay there. We've got a stall on the southeast side of town. 37 southbound at South Cross off to the shoulder. And 1604 eastbound I-10. That stall also off a of main lane and off to your right shoulder. I'm Debbie Alcacer, KTSA Time Saver Traffic. Listen to this station anytime, anywhere on Odyssey. Odyssey is your new audio home for all the music, news, sports, and podcasts that matter to you. Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. All right, News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. We just had a very solemn moment on the air with a moment of silence for all the traumatized Capitol Police from January 6th when democracy almost fell. And uh, I didn't realize it was going to be quite the bar fest that it was, but man. Are you, are you offended? Am I being offensive? 210-599-5555. Here's George. George, how you doing? Good. Good morning, guys. Hey, while they're uh, pinning them medals on those cops, can somebody get up there with a pair of uh, scissors and trim the lace off their panties? The what? The what? lace off their panties. Oh, the know? lace off their panties. <laughs> See how you are. That, that's really what this is about. That moment of silence was just for, I think I got the number right, 140 Capitol Police who were traumatized. And the one who passed away, sadly, from, a, I think, a stroke or a heart attack two days later. They claimed six passed away. Six passed so away. So 146 seconds who? of silence. Who were the six Capitol Police officers that lost their lives on January 6th? They had the family members come up and read their names. That's who you heard reading the names. Oh, I know, but I'm like, this is the first time hearing about six Capitol Police officers that lost their lives. They may have lost their lives afterward. I'm sorry. Thanks for the call, man. Uh, let me let me go to uh, go to Tony. Well, let's Google this, shall we? <laughs> thanks. Uh, How you doing, people. man? I I saw some. I was surfing the internet, and they referring to January 6 as a very deadly attack. That, that's a surprise to me. The only one who got killed was the police. The the woman. Well, that's uh, what I'm saying. Ashley Babbitt. Yeah. Uh, so who's behind it? I mean, y'all blame the media on the on the left. But who owns the media? The corporations. The corporations are the root cause of all our problems. 
Uh, I, I think cor- corporations in conjunction with politicians. I, I think uh, uh, our, poli- our political class yeah. are the ones that are really out to get us. Yeah, and uh, but uh, uh, I'm no longer. I'm like Cray. I'm no longer a Republican. I'm an independent. I was getting texts. Uh, I used to contribute. No more Republican Party. But I used to get texts from uh, O'Connell, uh, McDonald, or whatever his name is, and uh, that big fat POS. Uh, but anyway, uh, uh, I sent him a nasty text to him, and to make sure he got right. it, I sent him a nasty right. email. I wouldn't, I wouldn't give you the sweat off my Como Sama. Uh, I got you. Thank you for calling me. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Oh, I got to take a break. I can take a break? Or am I back from the break? I'm back from the break, right? I, I absolutely just forgot that I took a break. Brian Sicknick, after serving in the Air National Guard and dreaming of becoming a business from the New York Times, police officer Brian Sicknick joined the Capitol Police Force in 2008. He died the day after he was overpowered and, overpowered and beaten by rioters from the mob at the Capitol. He was not overpowered and beaten. Law enforcement officials initially said Officer Sicknick was struck in the head with a fire extinguisher, but medical ex- experts have said he did not die of blunt force trauma. Uh, because he, he 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 had a heart attack. Okay, was it a heart attack or a, a stroke? Of course, the New York Times is not even telling me. Okay, Ashley Babbitt's named in this New York Times article. That's cool. Kevin Greeson uh, of Athens, Alabama, uh, suffered a heart attack uh, while he was watching uh, the quote-unquote insurrection take place across the street. Uh, Let's see. They list uh, Roseanne Boylan, 34, of Kennesaw, Georgia, was crushed uh, by rioters. And uh, I'm not seeing that she died exactly on that day. Uh, these are all protesters. Uh, Benjamin Phillips died of a stroke in D.C. The exact circumstances of his death are unclear. He was a Trump supporter. I'm just, I'm not, who are they talking about? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Here's Steve. Steve, how you doing? Sean, I'll tell you. Every time I think that I cannot be more disgusted, I mean, revolting by the Democrat Party. This was this is a disgusting spectacle, and 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 nobody died that. Day. I, I know. Who yeah. are they talking about? That's what I'm. I'm like. Are they they're, really they're, ringing a bell for people who did not die on that day? They're 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 nobody died that day, other than Ashley, Ashley Babbitt. Babbitt. Nobody died, and nobody died as a result of that day. They're making it up out of thin. It's air. bizarre, dude. It is. It's evil. It is evil. Pure and simple evil. These people are disgusting revolting, evil human beings. Yeah. I, 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 and, I, and, I, and, and, and the, the families of these people, 
They are being used as props. Oh, absolutely. Just like the Democrat Party standard operating procedure. They will use people as props, solely as props. They are allowing themselves to be used as props. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, but I, I, but watching them ring a bell for people who I, I don't even know who they. T- I'm like, did, is there, is it possible I missed a bunch of Capitol police officers losing their lives as a result of January on January 6th? And I'm like, no, they, I don't know who they're talking about. They're just making crap it is, up. It is pure myth and fantasy, God. and 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 theatrics. Right. Which that is the only thing the Democrat Party has. They their arguments, their their opinions, their ideologies and right. agendas cannot withstand the uh, 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 opposition argument, opposition right. that they just just well, disgusting. Yes, I appreciate the call, Steve, as usual. Thing. Yeah, and, and the thing is, you're, you're only going to do something like that if you believe there are enough freaking morons in this country that will actually lower their heads for your moment of silence and cry for all the people you say lost their lives on that day, even though they have no idea that nobody did except for Ashley Babbitt. The morons are going to be right there with them, man. <laughs> the uh roseanne boyland that you were talking about uh from kennesaw georgia right uh dc medical examiners determined that she died of an accidental overdose she died of a drug overdose god you know i mean but who are the because they're making it out like a whole bunch of capitol police died it's like no they didn't these are protesters they're listing who died of other causes stroke but i don't know who the hell they were ringing the bell for the only Capitol Police officer that lost his life lost his life after it was over because of a stroke. And there, here's what it is. Uh, four other police officers committed suicide in the days and months after the oh, riot. That's, that's okay. who That's who they're bringing in. But they weren't killed by, quote-unquote, insurrectionists storming the Capitol. Correct. They were not. God. 210-599-5555, Let's go to uh, David. How you doing, David? Hey, Sean. Um, I really don't know why it's not sinking in. There was an insurrection. It's just not the people who <laughs> said it was. It right. was Nancy Pelosi yeah. and the swamp, and it was all orchestrated, and they have pulled it off. And the more they play this little game, the more... Many Americans who watch The View think, oh, my God, Yeah, I cannot believe it. They're just, just accepting like, this. You know, poisoning old people. And, you know, it, it's Jew liable to the umph degree. Well, it, it, you, know you, you mean? said it, and I appreciate the call, man. You said it. Uh, there, there was an insurrection, but not by the guy with the freaking buffalo hat, all right? That guy was taking selfies. In fact, most of them were taking selfies. They weren't trying to commandeer the government. They weren't trying to take it over. They weren't out to destroy freaking democracy. And it makes me want to vomit listening to people who wipe their butts with the Constitution on a daily basis and who have an actual operative disdain for the Constitution and for democracy itself sitting there making their little chins quaver while they're ringing a freaking bell and talking about a non-insurrection that happened and, and invoking democracy. Oh, stop. Come on, man. I'm trying to keep my fiber down. 
<laughs> you know how hard it is to drink freaking Metamucil and Fruit Punch, you know, at 5 in the morning? I'm trying to keep that crap down. Anywhere, Anywhere. Anytime. anytime. And it's just wherever you need it, you can just go online and get it. Get the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Very cool and edgy music, James. Because this is a cool and edgy show. I want to thank the woman also last night uh, when I was at HEB uh, with my wife. And uh, and a, a woman uh, and her child approached me and said, Sean, I really love the show. Thank you, whoever you were. I should have got your name. They treat me like a king at H-E-B. Like a king, I tell you. Uh, what, uh, what is this? What do we have here? James just brought something in here. Are they? Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. What just happened here? Then we'll talk about some stuff. James, uh, my Christmas present from James has arrived today. Well, it's a New Year's. I'm, I'm going to do New Year's. Oh, it's a New Year gift. Okay. Yeah, Don already got his. I got him a cool Grateful Dead album. <laughs> dude, the dude got me a pair of Crocs. Before the drag show thing. Well, you know, I didn't pay for the Crocs you gave me, just like my wife paid for the the, the fancy-looking Crocs I'm wearing today. You have circumvented your so moral So as code. long as I'm not giving any of my money to Crocs to support RuPaul, I think it's okay. I won't buy any more Crocs. Don't buy you. you I'm yeah. joining your cause. But these, these are cool, because I, I just threw my... Don Morgan, I just threw my, my tie-dyed Crocs away... And this will fascinate you. Do, you. do you know what? Because of RuPaul? No. You know why I threw them away? Can I be honest with you? Yeah. Sure. They got dog crap on them. <laughs> and rather than just get a butter knife and, and get the dog crap off the Crocs, I threw them away. Right. You couldn't go out further well, into the lawn and... Plus, it squirted off. No. Plus, the, the tie-dye stuff was coming off. So, uh, their day was done anyway. Yeah. They were looking a little crusty. Well, I'm lying on be- on my bed. My wife's like, "What is it, Mister John? What is that smell? Oh my God! You have dog crap on your toes!" You know, and I. <laughs> <laughs> and I look down, and damn it, if I didn't have dog crap on my Ew. shoes! Come on, man! It's not a dog within miles of my house, and yet, I, except for my dog Bruce, but he's in the backyard, which I know I don't go out there, man. I don't know what the hell's going on in the backyard. So James got me uh, a new pair of Crocs, and they have a really cool style. It's like really artsy-fartsy. That's like spin art. It's right up your alley, brother. That, thank so you. Hold those up. Let's see look what at that. Oh, and you even got the that. size wow. right, dude. Man. Dude, you rock. Those are not imitation Crocs. Either. These are the real dealio. The real deal. Yeah, but they were on sale. That's why you got them. Made well, so even, even they were on sale, so RuPaul didn't get that much money out of James. Ha-ha. <laughs> You've just made my wife the happiest woman on planet Earth. Let me just tell you right now. I think you're being sarcastic. When I roll, when I roll home wearing these, and I'm going to put these on right now. Those are, and I'm going to take a picture. Thank you very much, man. You're welcome. That just rocks. Those are some rocking Crocs. 
<laughs> what? Oh, God. Are you... Dad jokes. Yeah. What's wrong with Crocs? Why does everybody hate Crocs so much? No, it's the fact that you call them rockin' Crocs. They are rockin'. Look at that, man. They got, like, they're, they're artsy-fartsy, dude. Hey, check out I got artsy-fartsy Crocs. Crocs. I got rockin' Crocs. And they got you written all over it, baby. That's what I'm going to say to my wife. <laughs> Great. Oh, man. Baby, these got you written all over them, baby. Baby, how about I take everything else off, but I'll leave the Crocs on, baby. No one's ever going to say that. That's <laughs> true. No one has ever said that. Leave. No one ever will leave, say those words. Leave the Crocs on. Baby, I'm going to take it all <laughs> off. Except I'm going to leave the Crocs on, baby. Let's make our own damn Hallmark movie right here in the living room. <laughs> Send the kids out to the little Walmart for something. Um, so I, <laughs> it's five bucks. Go get some ice cream. They're both in their twenties. Yeah, go get you some ice cream. It's crock night for me and the old lady. <laughs> That'll be the code. Hey, go get your Crocs. The kids <laughs> get up and leave. That will never. That will never be the code. No. And they won't get up and leave. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> Well, it's a good day to be Sean Ryan. I got new Crocs, man. Thanks, my man, James. You rock, man. Thank you so much, brother. My wife's going to kill your ass. (laughs) We had that one nice interaction at rapping with Jack. It's the first time you met my wife. Yeah, so that was last year. So this year she could be mad at me. God, those Hispanic chicks from the West Side, they carry a grudge for decades, man. I know. I'm related to them. Decades. Do you know? Because of what you did, James. I'm doing all right. I've gone, nine, What's I've gone nine years without making her mad. Without making my wife mad. That's yeah. true. Yay for me. That's true. Give me seven months and bam, nailed it. That's it. He's <laughs> already pissed her off. <laughs> She's out there getting on the heating pad even as we speak. Right. Oh, no, he didn't. I'm putting this on high. <laughs> making my lower back hurt, <laughs> Mr. James, with your Crocs. She didn't really talk like that, just so you all know. Brown on brown argument. <laughs> brown on brown argument. <laughs> yeah, then all of a sudden, hey, you guys, talk that keep this crock grudge in the community, if you know what I'm saying, but, okay? But you know, it's funny. You do that voice <laughs> that supposedly is her all the time. And when I was over at your house a couple months ago, and I didn't hear that, you know, that that voice back at me, I thought I'm getting ripped off, man. <laughs> but that's what's so funny because yeah, I've been because, doing that for nine years. Right, and so you expect her to sound that. Voice. And she doesn't sound anything like no, that. So it throws me off. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm a racist. Two ones in. <laughs> Racist wearing Crocs. I'm a Croc wearing straight white Jesus loving male. I'm the worst thing on the planet, man. I love Jesus and I'm wearing Crocs and I'm coming for you. I'm, str- I'm the worst thing in the world, man. I love Jesus. I'm straight. I'm what? And I'm wearing Crocs. And I'm coming for you, you liberal puke. I'm coming for every single one of you. How's that make you feel? And you know what? I ain't wiping the dog crap off the bottom of my Crocs when I pay you a visit to oppress you. (laughs) You looking for me? Follow the trail of poop-covered Crocs. Just follow the trail of the dog poop falling off my Crocs. (laughs) That means a white supremacist is walking up your, your sidewalk. A white supremacist and an insurrectionist. Oh, man. I'm all that and more. Because once again, I'm a straight white male who loves Jesus and I'm wearing Crocs.
And that's all you need to know about me. And I voted for Trump twice. Twice. I voted for Trump twice. You feel it triggered? He's got a Trumpy bear, too. What do you think Trey meant earlier today when he said I was hyper? I didn't really get that. Don't you seem hyper to you fellows? He said I was hyper. Yesterday you were. Was I hyper yesterday? Yeah, you had all that coffee. I've upgraded my coffee intake because it's the only substance I'm allowed to imbibe at this point. It's plant-based, so. <laughs> it is plant-based. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. The latest news, traffic, and weather are minutes away at the top of the hour. These are important moments, and this is news. On News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. A picture of my new Crocs gifted to me by uh, producer James Trevino will soon be on my Facebook page. Uh, I took the picture and I put it through some filters and I'm going to uh, post that uh, here momentarily. Thank you, James. That was very sweet of you. Uh, 210-599-5555. I'll, be, I'll, uh, I'll end up divorced, but it is very sweet of you. 210-599-5555. You know, I got to talk about something else, and I've, I've been kind of waiting to talk about this one uh, until I started hearing about it on KTSA, and, and Don Morgan's reported on this. I saw the story from KSAT uh, a few days ago. San Antonio Express News has put up a story about this, and it has to do with our, our friend, uh, uh, Councilman uh, Clayton Perry from District 10 who I'm an admirer of. I, I, I really love the guy. I just do. I think he's a great guy. Going through some tough times, obviously. But um, I think it was KSAT that originally reported, this was just a few days ago, that um, they, they, I guess, were able to get the police report redacted uh, and, and on the DUI and kind of uh, look through what the evidence was. And apparently there were he was at a certain bar uh on november 6th and uh uh on the north side and uh the surveillance cameras inside the bar they were able to see exactly how many drinks he had and apparently he had 14 drinks in four hours 14 drinks in four hours um and you know being someone who's spent the better part of my adult life (laughs) engaged in some pretty weird behavior you know i heard 14 drinks in four hours i'm thinking well there's some there's some shots there it's a lot of booze uh in a relatively short amount of time and my and i was talking to my wife when i first saw the story we're we're walking around i'm like 14 drinks in four hours who let him walk out of there I mean, that was my initial thought. Who was he with? Was he with anybody? But even if it was just if he was just in there by himself, and he's had fourteen drinks in four hours, who let him walk out of there? Uh, and uh, I, I'm just finding this out today that there's a, there is a an investigation by the uh, Bureau of Alcohol and Tobacco, uh, the Texas Alcoholic Beverage Texas Alcoholic Beverage Commission, is investigating this this particular bar uh, for over serving because 
14 drinks in four hours is a lot. And believe me, I'm a dude who can drink a lot. (laughs) You know, I've spent many years in the field, you know, researching how to drink a lot. I know how to drink a lot. And that's a lot. And I, you know, and I'm not, I'm not suggesting anything. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, but I just know, I know there is. This is being reported that there is an investigation in, in place at this point into this uh, actual this bar, which it's public knowledge. It's called the Evil Olive, which is on the north side there. Have you been there? Yeah. Yeah. Is it, I mean, is it, what kind of bar is it? Uh. Well, it used to be live music venue. Right. Uh, it was Jack's before it was uh, Evil Olive. But, right. Uh, I have buddies that have worked there, cooked there. Food was good. Just a hang out and eat place. Well, because I, I saw the title, uh, the, the name Evil Olive. I'm like, well, was it a martini bar? Is it you know? No, that... not exclusive martini, right. but right. Uh, I, it's a place I've gone to. Right. Off wow. Thousand Oaks, right there in Jones Wallsburg. Okay. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. Talking about. All I, I'm just telling you what my initial reaction was. My initial reaction was, how did he get out of that bar? Who, who, who let him out of that bar? We need to have that much, because again, that's a lot. Uh, so I don't know. We'll we'll see how the investigation goes. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero. If you have any questions, two one zero or observations two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Uh, we also have to deal with Kevin McCarthy and uh, this stuff, this business of this ongoing process of who's going to be the next Speaker of the House. And we've had some interesting stuff happen. Well, not really, but some. Yeah, again, you know, I, I I'm glad that this these 20 people and and yesterday it was all about Brian McDonald's. Uh, I said McDonald's, Brian Donalds, uh, who. Uh, uh, was was the person being uh, nominated yesterday? He's a black conservative, so obviously he's a pawn uh, of the of the white supremacists of this country. But we're now up to I think eleven votes. Um, uh, as every you've been hearing this a lot, this is how it's supposed to work. Uh, you have uh, some reps who will not be there today, so they can't do a final vote or any anything uh, voting, any kind of serious movement on this today. We've got uh, the rep, one of the reps from Colorado, who is uh, who's got a doctor's appointment uh, apparently and can't be there, so nothing is going to happen over the weekend. Is going to stretch into into next week, and and I I agree with Trey and Jack, and you're hearing this a lot from that, that this is how the whole thing is supposed to work. All right. I, I I also will be honest in saying there's a lot of, you know, this also I, I'm glad they came together on what exactly it is that they want, because there was, you know, for a few days there. We'll get a little deeper into this when we come back to one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We actually the concessions are all kind of we now know exactly what they're going for. All of them lockstep are going sort of for the same things uh, out of the speaker. Um, uh, I, I Matt Gates nominated Donald Trump, which was kind of interesting. I got that. Yeah, that. Let's take a listen to that real quick. My good. friends, when Donald Trump was president, taxes were cut, regulations were slashed, energy was abundant, 
wages were rising, capital was returning from overseas to fund the dreams and ambitions of our fellow Americans, and the economy was roaring. What a contrast to what we have seen from this administration now. And so I rise to nominate Donald Trump for the position of Speaker of the House. <laughs> which, which, you know, is interesting. I mean, he's not going to do it, obviously. It's not possible. Well, it is possible, but... Uh, so the, I, I guess what I'm saying is, uh, on on the part of the 20, there is some theatrics involved, right? But again, this is this is how it's supposed to work. And it's not really impacting your life or my life. This process as it's going on. Uh, I know if you're if you're listening to ABC and NBC, and you're listening to the usual suspects in the media and the elite media, you're hearing the same crap we've been hearing all all week, which is the Republican Party is in chaos. Now, it's not quite that, but we'll talk some more when we get back. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Uh, welcome back to the Giga Rooney. On a Friday, and the phone lines are open. Uh, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Lots to uh, still talk about. Uh, the House is now, Fox is reporting this, and we talked about this earlier. The House has now broken the 1859 record for speaker vote rounds. And we're up to 11. And uh, again, this is how it's supposed to work, you know, uh, and nothing's going to happen now through the weekend. Uh, as We don't believe so. I think they'll come back on Monday and try to finish this thing up. I mean, I, I have no doubt that it's going to be McCarthy at some point, you know. I mean, um, look, this is a new thought we're going to have to have. We have a five seat majority. So it's not one side's going to get more than another. It's the entire conference is going to have to learn how to work together. So it's better that we go through this process right now so we can achieve the things we want to achieve for the American public, what our commitment was. So if this takes a little longer and it doesn't meet your deadline, that's okay. Because it's not, it, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And if we finish well, we'll be very successful. Well, you know that, that was that was him. That was McCarthy. So we'll we'll see how it goes. It was it was interesting yesterday. You had uh, Matt Gates nominate Donald Trump. We played the audio before the break. And uh, again, it, it, depending on what news source, well, most if you're, if you're listening to the elite puke media, they're they're telling you all kinds of weird crap. This is the Republican Party in in chaos. I, the, the Dan Crenshaw thing is getting a little weird. Uh, Hannity's been on a rant. It's been kind of a jerk this week about this whole thing, but I—he's he, just a talking Lego block at this point. You know what I mean? Sean Hannity is just a talking Lego block with funny hair at this point. Uh, and I, you know, it, 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 again, it's good. It is taking place. It is good. This is how it's. Uh, this is a, a hit against the swamp, if you will. So overall, I think it's a good thing. Um, I, I don't think most Americans are following it. Uh, I, I uh, if they are, uh, in their their liberal idiots, they're taking their cues from the media and they're accepting what they're being told. And 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 you know, it, it, beyond that, on on the Republican side, it seems like people are either or, right? They're it's kind of like uh, uh, the whole Trump question in general. They're either or. 
Either they think uh, that all uh, these uh, these people ought to sit down and shut up and just, you know, let's get McCarthy in there and all ships sailing in the same direction. Or there are people that don't want McCarthy in there at all and, uh, you know, when you get to, this, is, this is the swamp. He's just another swamp critter. So we'll see how it pans out. There's another story, and I had forgotten about this, but I, I saw this guy on uh, Tucker Carlson the other night, James Younger. Uh, one of the laws that went into effect in California as a result of the midterms is that California, California is now what is called a trans, it's basically a trans sanctuary state. In other words, if you're a, 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 if you, if you're a minor and you want trans stuff, you want the, the, the surgery or you want the drugs or you want the treatment or what have you. Uh, if you can get to California, then uh, nobody can stop you. And we've been talking for a long time now about the weird case of uh, of, of Jeff Younger and his son here in Texas. His son, James. Uh, and uh, the kid's biological mom, Ann Georgulis, I think is how you pronounce it. And several years ago, uh, Jeff Younger uh, found out that his son, his young son James, uh, younger then, this is his second son. He is nine years of age now, but very early on, his mother, when he was in her custody, uh, decided that he was uh, a little girl trapped inside a boy's body and started calling him Luna, dressing him in girls' clothes. And the dad, Jeff Younger, didn't know anything about it until his son started complaining to him when he was around him. In fact, uh, when uh, he would drop his son off to school, apparently, uh, the school would abide by what the wife wanted and they would treat the kid like a little girl. And uh, this is how he kind of found out about this stuff. And he had uh, originally petitioned the court, you know, to get uh, 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 get more access to his son. I guess they were, you know, one of these dealios where it's half time with one, half time with the other. I kind of went through this myself. And originally, uh, it was ruled that uh, he could still have visitation with his child, but he had to refer to his child as a little girl when he's uh, when he's having his his soup. Yeah, he got supervised visitation rights, and when he was visiting his son, he had to address his son as Luna. And so now, uh, the ex-wife has taken the kid to California. Uh, legally, he had tried to prevent this, but the Texas Supreme Court has ruled that uh, he can't do that, and she has the right to take James, young James, to California to con- uh, continue his transition, which began when he was seven. Uh, wow, uh, how many ways can you screw up your kid? Uh, let's take a look at this. You know, I. And I'm talking about mom here. How many ways do you really, truly desire to screw up your kids? First off, this feels like a divorce thing. 
Uh, and as a divorce guy, uh, and uh, many of you are divorced as well, I think you know what I'm talking about. I, I never experienced this, but uh, people in divorce with kids will sometimes use their children to hurt their soon-to-be former spouse. And I think that's what's, I think there's two things at play here. I think uh, this is about making uh, uh, Jeff Younger su- suffer for some reason. And also, this is about mommy... Uh, and I think mommy is uh, works with kids in some regard. It seems to me she's a co- child psychiatrist or something of that nature or a counselor of some kind. And this is about mommy being special and important. And I think a lot of people who, in my opinion, abuse their children by uh, pushing this trans stuff on them when they're little kids... I don't think it ever has anything to do with the little kid. I think it always has to do with mommy and daddy, you know, or mom or dad, or just not feeling interesting enough in the world. And so look at me. I've got a trans kid. See how interesting I am? And ultimately, the kid is the one who suffers. And if you don't think this kid is going to be screwed up by all this, you're out of your mind. And I, I feel bad for Mr. Younger because he's just trying to get his he's just trying to get his son back. Uh, and uh, th- this tr- this trans stuff with the kids in has got to stop, man. It, 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 I, I can't believe we even have these discussions. I said the tray earlier ten years ago would would we be even discussing this? Would we even be even be discussing the idea? That a seven, six, or seven-year-old is able to determine they're they're the opposite gender, trapped inside their little bodies, and they need to be uh, they need medical attention and possibly surgery. I mean, would we even be having this freaking conversation? No, you know what else? We also would not be having the freaking conversation. The drag queen shows should be going on in elementary schools. We also would not be having the conversation that it's perfectly appropriate to put pornographic books in a kid's library. We, you know, it's stuff that you couldn't do outside the school without being arrested. I mean, this is this is insanity. This is a nine-year-old boy who for at least two years now uh, has been in the center of a legal battle between his dad and his very bizarre mom, who has some weird ego need to screw him up and call him freaking Luna and force his ass to watch to, to wear little girls' clothes and stuff. What is wrong with us? What in the hell? How did how does how does how did we get to this place? <laughs> uh and and the trans thing, you know, you're you're dealing with a community of people that really aren't a community at all. You know, it's just something some people do, you know, it's their lifestyle. I'm sorry, it's not an actual community, it's not a minority group to be trans. You're not that. And again, uh, as you hear me say all the time, though, it, it, but 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 still, this tiny tiny group of people now hold sway over things like state supreme courts, 
our public education system, corporate America. I mean, really, it, it's it's surreal. It's b- b- bizarre. It really is. But again, I think the trans community itself is being used by folks to demonize uh, their political opponents and the people who are getting screwed over the most, frankly, are kids. Because they've been brought into this now. And uh, I don't know what kind of weird and evil you got to be to think that a kid at six or seven should take, you know, drugs and have surgeries to cosmetically change them from their gender. Holy crap. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Got some more updates on uh, on this uh, uh, these killings in Idaho. We'll talk about that when we get back. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Hey, this is Scott Robbins, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. All right, we'll, we'll talk about one more serious thing, then we'll get kind of stupid for the rest of the day. <laughs> How does that make you feel? Uh, well, you know, we're, we're learning more uh, about Mr. Koberger uh, and his activities um, in Idaho, uh, and, and, and it's all disturbing stuff, <clears throat> whether we're learning this from the affidavit or... or just some of the things that we're hearing uh, from the FBI. But uh, if you look at the actual uh, uh, documents from the police and the FBI, what you have uh, is starting to get sort of a different uh, sense of this guy, in my opinion. Um, First off, we know that uh, one of the survivors... um, uh, had heard some noise. She got an Uber Eats around 4 a.m., and uh, around the time, he, he, his cell phone turned off around just before 3 a.m. while he's in the neighborhood around this house. Uh, one of the uh, young ladies inside uh, had gotten an Uber Eats delivery at 4. And uh, at some point uh, soon after that, uh, she heard what she believed was her roommate upstairs playing with her dog. And uh, she also heard a uh, someone crying, and she heard a male voice, uh, I believe, saying, don't worry, I'm, I'm going to help you. Um, I guess there was some kind of security camera in the house uh, that was able to pick up some audio. Uh, of what sounded like um, a, a a struggle, somebody whimpering, and then a loud thud. The uh, the again the, one of the surviving uh, students. Uh, she had gone to her door three times, and on the third time, she sees. This guy in the house. Oh, oh, and and by the way, she, uh, also she had heard one of her roommates say, "There's somebody in here." 
And then on the third time she goes to her door, a, a person dressed all in black with a mask over their mouth and nose with bushy eyebrows, about six foot tall, walks right by her. Well, starts walking towards her, then walks by her and leaves through some sliding glass doors. Brian Koberger's phone then uh, goes back on uh, sometime later. They found a knife sheath uh, on the bed of one of the murder scenes, and they were able to connect Koberger directly to this because they found some DNA on the thumb snap or the snap on the sheath that matched DNA from his dad they got from uh, his parents' garbage. Because once a person throws something away, it's no longer considered your property. And and very often that's how uh, law enforcement is able to find DNA, matching DNA for different crime scenes. It's when people throw stuff away. Um, all in all, it's, it's even creepier and... Uh, uh, you know, there are questions like why didn't because nobody called nine one one until almost noon the next day uh, after seeing this person in her house. The young lady in question uh, locks her bedroom door and goes back to bed. It's it's there's still a lot of questions, but one of the things we've heard is that nobody on their first time out kills four people. Because my, my thought has, has been through all of this, and we, we said this very early on, that I, I think he did it just to see if he could do it. He'd done all this research, uh, all this study. He was damn near a Ph.D. in, in crime, criminal justice, and forensics. He, he was uh, uh, almost uh, somebody who could have taken up a gig with the FBI as a profiler himself because of his education. Um, and... Uh, you know, it, it, it was this the first time he's done this, or no? They're actually looking at unsolved cases uh, in surrounding in that area and in surrounding areas. Because for all we know, this was not his first time out. I don't know. Um, what he's coming off as more to me is just schmucksville. This guy is just a murderous, psychopathic schmuck. Uh, I don't. I no longer think he's the great evil genius that maybe we thought he might have been at the beginning of this. Before we actually knew who it was, uh, and then after we found out and we we saw the study and all that stuff, you know, everybody was kind of thinking I was one of them that maybe he's setting something in motion here that they're not going to be able to convict him, you know. But I think he's just a psychopathic schmuck at this point. What astounded me was that he returned to that area. The, the timeline. Okay, and yeah. what does the uh, the arsonist do? They want us. They, they want to drive back and see the burned down building. Yep. They want to see their handiwork. Exactly. That's the first uh, thing I thought of was an arsonist when I heard right. how many times he went back around the area. Is this the first time he did this, or, or in a sense, was this his masterpiece? Because they really do think that way uh, uh, as far as their murders. I don't know. I hope not. I hope this was his first time out, and I'm glad they got him. And the reason I say he's kind of falling more into the psychopathic schmuck column for me is that for a guy who had done as much study, and we see 12 pings on his cell phone prior to the murders, so he had been stalking them. He'd he'd been in this area at least a dozen times. Um, For all his study, 
and all his research, he made some real stupid mistakes. Now, one thing you'll find if you study forensics, and I've done a little research into this stuff because of a, a writing project several years ago, is that every criminal makes mistakes. Every crime scene has mistakes that the perpetrator makes. You're, you're never going to commit such, such a crime and not make mistakes and not leave evidence behind. But, my God, he left a sheath behind. You know, I mean, it's, let's go to Charles. Charles, how you doing? Yeah, there's a lot of strange things that are going on, you know, especially like you said with that one young lady, for whatever reason, did not call the phone. And you, you kind of wonder as a parent how, what things were going on in that house that it didn't seem unusual to her to even try to call the police. You know, it's like, oh, I've seen weird things coming out of those bedrooms before, so I'm not even going to bother to call the police. Maybe. I don't know. I got some thoughts on that. that I, that I want to. I mean, I, I don't know. Was she sh- just so shocked or, or freaked out, you know? I mean. But 20, uh, come on. Look at the timeline. Yeah. I mean, look at how long. You know, if you, I mean, if you see some guy coming down in the dark with a mask and you don't have enough common sense to call the police, I mean, what? first thing I'm going to ask, what are you on? Second thing is, you know, what's going on yeah. in that house yeah, that you've it, seen before? It, yeah, I agree, man. It's very strange that, that she didn't call, that nobody called anybody. It's even more strange that nobody even checked on anybody. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they, okay. nobody. Well, the mask is explainable because it's snowing and they're in cold weather. Sure. So that, that is, I'll, right. I'll give her the benefit of that. The food delivery at 4 a.m. Right. Yeah, typically if I'm eating something at 4 a.m., I've been drinking or something like right, that. Right, right, right. Uh, You're not just sitting up till 4 a.m. and all of a sudden you get yeah, over. She might not have, you know, I don't she might, know. She might have been messed up a little. But I could see how they would be like, uh, it's cold, people wear masks, it's cold. It's, you know, yeah. I mean, I, 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 and I, I think we'll find out more, you know, obviously in the future. But it is some damn disturbing stuff all the way around. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on New Stonk 550 KTSA. Anywhere, Anywhere, anytime. anytime. And it's just wherever you need it, you can just go online and get it. Get the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Uh, uh, News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I, I'm, I, I was going to make fun of Prince Harry because, well, he deserves it. But I, 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 I came across another story here during the break there. <laughs> I just, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm a comic book guy. I, I don't collect comic books anymore, but growing up, I was a big Marvel guy. I read some Superman, too, but mostly I was a Marvel guy and was into Spider-Man and all that, and I still have all my comics. And so when the Marvel movies came out, I thought they were, they were very cool. They're very well done. I'm not a big fan of the DC movies, but I'm not a big fan of DC comics. But I just saw something that apparently uh, the Joker has his own comic now. I didn't realize that. It's called Joker, the man who stopped laughing. This story, we're just hearing about this now. That in the storyline of Joker uh, number four, Uh, the Joker becomes pregnant. Um, the Joker is pregnant. 
and he he gives birth apparently to a mud creature of some kind, a monster who sort of looks like the Joker, but I'm looking at it right now. The Joker is is pregnant. The Joker is now, I guess, trans and uh, uh, has has been impregnated, clowning around somewhere. <laughs> I ironically watched that movie with Joaquin Phoenix for the first time last night. Oh, just last night? Is yes. that movie depressing as hell? It was horrible. It's depressing as snot. I can't stand that movie. I didn't like it. It would have been more interesting had he been pregnant. Yes. But the Joker is pre- the Joker is pregnant and uh, has given birth. Just so you know, it's it's just it's. Uh, <laughs> Good grief! I just want to tell you that my breasts really hurt. <laughs> Where does it say that a man can't be pregnant? This town needs an enema. You know, I. <laughs> Joker's pregnant. The Joker's... Can we just stop with this stuff, man? <laughs> Please, Mommy, make it stop. <laughs> when is it going to stop? Oh, uh, then there's Prince Harry. Uh, he's uh, going to be... Uh, he's on a six... Gonna, he's been interviewed by 60 Minutes. And uh, that's going to air this Sunday. And he says the British press was racist. His family's racist. Because Megan's half black, right? And she half black? She's half black. And uh, he's uh, he's talking. There was a clip released yesterday. Uh, I had no I had no idea the British press was so bigoted. And then Harry goes on, Hell, I was probably bigoted before the relationship with Megan. Okay, and uh, he's at, is it Andy Anderson Cooper? Asked him, of course it's Andy Cooper. What am I thinking? You think you were bigoted before the relationship with Megan? Prince Harry, I don't know. Put it this way, I didn't see what I now see. The interview comes on the heels of, uh, of it. He's, he's going to be putting out his new memoir next week called Spare. So let me see if I get this straight, okay? So Harry thinks that he was probably a racist before he met his black girlfriend and then married her. And I I guess, you know, he didn't realize his own stinking racism until he started going out with a black chick. Don Morgan is disgusted by what I'm saying right now. I'm just, you know, that's what he's saying. He's saying, I might have been bloody racist too until I actually went to bed with a black person. You know, they're all right. They really are. In fact, I bloody married her. <laughs> oh, my God, man. He probably was bigoted before. Well, if you were a freaking racist, why the hell did you go up to her in the first place? Right? If he's racist, I'm just saying, if he's at a disco in L.A. and he hates black people, he's going to start hitting on the black chick at the, at the, at the club in L.A.? I might have been bigoted before. I just don't know. But now my bloody eyes have been opened by sweet and adoring Megan. I ain't always been always tired. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Andy Cooper. So really, you think you're a racist? Let me tell you something, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Why does the prince sound like Stewie on Family Guy? I bet because he look because that's how he <laughs> actually sounds. Except with sort of a nerdy edge to it. Let me tell you something. I didn't think much of those black people either until I met one and slept with her. Once you go black, you never go back, Anderson. <laughs> Don't I know it. <laughs> God. So I can't wait for this. Wow, this is going to be a... Oh, no. Come on. <laughs> I met a guy in a disco once. Oh, man. I'm going to be, well, we're all going to be sitting there watching that crap on Sunday, aren't we? Uh, Don, you're going to be sitting, you're gonna, don't miss the 60 Minutes interview with Prince Harry. Yeah, I can't say I'll be tuning in. And how he was bigoted before he met Megan. I bet that's a, that's a trip she's laid on him. Of course, his whole life is a trip she's laid on him, you know what I mean? I bet you was just as racist as your white-ass family before you met me, weren't you? Say it. Say I was a bigot too, Harry. Say it. You tell that Mr. Andy Cooper how bigoted you were before you met my ass. <laughs> I debigified you. I made you not a bigot. Like your family, they're all a bunch of bigots. I tell you, Andy, I really, I, I, I'd see a black person coming down the street and I'd go to the opposite. Idris Elba was once invited to the same uh, party as me, and I, I left because I didn't think much of black people, even if they did have a British accent. And then I met Megan, and I just, I love black people now. I just adore them. I, I truly do. Anderson, I wish you were black, in fact. <laughs> You're so bloody white. You see, Anderson, now that I'm married to Megan, I myself feel the tinge of racism... <laughs> Which means I'd be free to throw some of my sexy parties. <laughs> Megan and I have some sexy parties. You should come along, Anderson. Do you have a black boyfriend? Oh, Would you bring him with you? Do you have any black friends, Anderson? Megan and I are having a little to do with the house. Oh, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, what is wrong with you? What's wrong with me? What, What's wrong with him? No, I want to know what What's is wrong, wrong with him. You were bigoted before your relationship with Megan. Let's just put it this way. That's what he says. I didn't see what I now see, indicating. That what he didn't like black people till he met her. <laughs> he probably hadn't met any black people until he met her. Idris Elba. He's the only one he knew. Yeah. <laughs> Idris Elba. That's terrible. So anyway, there's my public service for the morning. Uh, just make oh, sure that uh, there's going to be a most revealing uh, interview with Prince Harry. Your public service. And Anderson Cooper. Make sure you let your probation officer know. Let your probation <laughs> officer know. This is a public service. That you you, you got to watch this because we're going to find out a lot of crap about Prince Harry and Meghan. wonder if Andy Cooper at some point is going to go, you know, I, I love the little orange fur on the back of your neck. It's just something about that. Uh, you know I'm bloody married now, don't you, Anderson? 
You know, Anderson, I think I probably was straight before I met you, but uh, now I'm feeling a little gay because I go, I see things I didn't see before. <laughs> Through the lens of a queer black eye. If only queer black, if only, Anderson, you know, I could be gay. I don't know. If only you were a black gay man, we might get something going. <laughs> Harry, I told you stop talking to me. Stop talking to that man like you talking to him. You ain't gay, Harry. You with me now. I'm going to be queen. All right. 21059. I'm going to be queen, damn it. And that's when Anderson says, sorry, darling. I'm already the queen. I'm already the queen, Megan. No. Queen of New Year's Eve. Oh, man. All right. 21059. you tell that gay man I was going to be queen, Harry? You did, didn't you? You better have. Yes, of course, my love. Did you tell him you was a bigot before you met me? Yes, my love, I did. Of course I did. All right, now rub my feet. Get on your knees and rub my damn feet. I've been talking to the press all damn day. I'm tired. All right, 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. The news that's hot. Extraordinarily hot situation right now. Minutes away at the top on News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Uh, Joe Biden's going to be apparently visiting El Paso on Sunday. Uh, we've heard this. Uh, well, if, if people think that he's visiting El Paso, Texas. No, it's as, actually El Paso, Greenland. Uh, there's an El Paso up there. I'm kidding. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, but we heard this yesterday, and while he was praising, uh, you know, uh, uh, his vice president, the, the, the borders, Kamala Harris, he was praising her for all the great work she's done thus far, which is laughable because she hasn't done anything thus far. Oh, yeah, and he did refer to her as the president uh, once again yesterday. And uh, he, he's talking now uh, some gibberish about how he wants to make it a sp- more focus on the sponsorship thing, right? You know, if you're coming over illegally and you've got somebody on this side that's willing to, quote, unquote, sponsor you, whatever, then come on in. But uh, listening to him yesterday uh, talk about thousands of people coming over, uh, and it's like, dude, it's a little more than thousands. At least he did, I think he did utter the word fentanyl yesterday. Um, so I, obviously one way or the other we'll have some crap to talk about on Monday. If he, you know, I, I, I can't believe he's actually going to go down there and and be around the same area as where all the migrants uh, are coming over. Remember the uh, Myra Flores video from the other weekend where it looks like a third world asshole in certain parts of town, if not the entire town? Uh, or are they going to kind of, you know, shuffle him off to some convention center or, you know, office somewhere? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not being facetious. President Harris led this effort. Led this effort to make things better. Right. <laughs> right. 
And she did, didn't she? Right. But he's not being facetious. He's always saying, not a joke. You know, that not being facetious is just a slightly fancier way of saying not a joke. It's almost like he knows he's lying most of the time. <laughs> right? Wants to reassure you. No, not, no, not a joke. Not this time. I'm telling the truth. <laughs> hey. So I, I don't know what will come of this. On Sunday, I don't know if he's actually going to be there or what. How I don't know, but apparently he's going to the he's going to El Paso on Sunday, uh, and we'll see if uh, anything comes of this. Two one zero. If you have any thoughts on that, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Let us know what you're thinking. Uh, a couple of uh, uh, pop culture things here. Uh, first off, and I, I think I mentioned this yesterday, they, one of the Comic-Cons or somebody dropped a, a, a trailer for Nicolas Cage's new movie. It's called Renfield. He plays Dracula. Boy, it took him long enough to make that casting choice, huh? It's like a comedy horror thing. Uh, can you imagine anything better than Nick Cage playing Dracula? Um, I saw another article, uh, I don't know how you are with Jack Black. I'm, I'm starting to look like Jack Black, just a, a, an older version of Jack Black, fat and bearded. Tenacious D, I think, is freaking great. I think that's probably the best. Tropic Thunder, I thought he was hilarious. But you don't like School of Rock. I don't, well, I don't like large doses of Jack Black because he's exhausting. And I didn't like School of Rock. I thought it was kind of a stupid movie. I love that movie. Well, they're, they're probably going to make a sequel. They're talking about doing a sequel because... Tom Cruise has, has now showed us, has given us the model that you can wait freaking decades before you make a sequel. And so now you can make a freaking sequel to every movie that's ever been made. And so they're looking at a school of rock, too. As long as Joan Cusack's back in it, I'll be happy. Joan Cusack. I haven't heard that name in a while. What's Whatever happened to her, man? Oh, nothing. She's a legend. I used to, I used to have a, such a crush on her. Mr. So, Steebly, School of Rock, Mr. Steebly? they're talking School of Rock might get a sequel. So, if you're into that movie. And also, apparently, uh, Mel Gibson is gonna and Jim Caviezel are going to start filming The Passion of the Christ, The Resurrection, uh, within a handful of months. Uh, there's been talk of making the second movie uh, for many years now, and uh, I, 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 I love the, the Passion of the Christ. It's sometimes hard to watch, yes, um, but I, I think it's probably the best Jesus movie ever made, and that's why Hollywood hates him. Hollywood doesn't hate Mel Gibson because of the, of the tequila night. Hollywood doesn't even really hate him because he's a freaking Catholic. Hollywood hates Mel Gibson because of the Jesus flick. <laughs> that's what did him in not the DUI stop not the manic behavior they, they they hate his they had to start hating Mel Gibson's guts once not only once he made a Jesus movie but he also simultaneously made one of the most successful movies in film history and he was robbed of that Oscar that year I can't even remember who got it So I that I'm looking for. I thought Jim Caviezel was uh, a great Jesus. Uh, I thought the movie was fantastic. It was beautifully shot. The attention to detail as far as language 
You know, it's no little thing to reconstruct a dead language for a movie, okay? Which is essentially what they did when it came to uh, Aramaic. And all the Romans spoke Greek, and, uh, you know, so I, I'm... I'm and I, I'm a big fan of Jim Caviezel. I, I, Caviezel's another one of those guys that once he made the Jesus movie, you notice that he he was an A-lister. He was doing a lot of movies up to that point. And then once Caviezel made the Jesus movie, you notice that his uh, his I think his options kind of dropped off the, the the radar as well. Doesn't seem like he's been working quite as much as he was prior to the Passion of the Christ. So looking forward to it. Cool cool beans. All right, that's it for me. Thank you, James. Thanks for the Crocs, man. Love you, man. And uh, Elaine Rodriguez, Don Morgan, and my good brother Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye.